Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, and welcome to Elijah Streams. Today's Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz. So glad to be back with all of you guys. I pray you had a blessed Thanksgiving time with family and friends. You know, Christmas will be here before we even know it. And then I'll be saying, hey, everyone, Merry Christmas. Um, Today, my guest is Donna Clement Petruska. And just before we began even starting the show, we were talking about holiday traditions and what we love to do with our families. And so she's going to share a little bit of an insight on what it was like to have Kim Clement as your dad around the holidays. So it's going to be an awesome show. We're going to get to know um, uh, a very special side of Kim through Donna today. But before I bring her on, we want to thank you for partnering with us here at Elijah Streams in digging new water wells across Africa and beyond you are providing clean water for those in remote areas who need it most. We are nearing the end of this year. Thank you for your continued generosity and remembering us in your giving. My family and I would walk long distances to collect this dirty water. Can you imagine having to do this? Now I have clean water near my home because of you. This is the water you have given me. I want to show you my new water room. Thank you, Elegance, for this new water. What a beautiful blessing those water wells are. Thank you again so much for your generosity and your giving. If you feel so led to give today, you can go online to ElijahStreams.com slash donate, or you can mail in your check to the address on the screen. We want to thank you guys again so, so very much. Um, If you feel, you know, like, hey, I really... I want to give something uh, a little extra this Christmas, and I really want to help those in need. I would encourage you to partner um, with Elijah Streams because water is something that we take for granted. And these people now have access to fresh, clean water. And um, it's just absolutely amazing what they're doing. So thank you guys again so, so very much. All right. Without any further ado, let's bring on my guest today, Donna Clement Petruska. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We were talking a little bit about family traditions, and we're all in the back behind here like, what's it like to have Kim Clement as a dad on Christmas? That must have been amazing. It was. You know what? My I had the best dad. He was the best. I do miss him. This time of year gets difficult for our family because he, it was such a big deal with Christmas. And part of the reason for that is because my dad, um, we, we're from South Africa. Um, you guys just watched, we just watched the Uganda video and I really want to encourage people. You don't understand how much that clean water means to them. It is such a blessing to see. And that little girl was so cute. Yeah, she was. Um, 
But, um, we, you know, we, we're from South Africa, and that's the Southern Hemisphere. So at Christmas time, it's actually summer there. So for us, Christmas was always like the middle of summer, so hot. And we watched all the movies and everything about America. Because, you know, to, when you're from another country, America is like this amazing place, you know, to anyone who's from somewhere else. People in America, you don't realize it, but, uh, you know, America is really that that shining light on a hill. And um, so to come from there, everything is just, oh, America. And so at Christmas time, we would see all the snow and all the Christmas trees, and we didn't have any of that. We were in South Africa in the heat. And growing up, my dad always dreamed of having that snowy Christmas and everything as a child. And his family didn't have much. And one year, my grandmother got that snow that you can spray on a window. And she did that at the house in the middle of summer in the heat, they had the fake snow. And so it meant so much. That was a fond memory for him as a child too. And so mm -hmm. at Christmas time, it was such a big deal to him. And then when he became a Christian, even more so. And so Christmas time, they, my parents, they always made a big deal. Lots of decorating, lots of festivities, always family around. And we have a big family too. I'm the oldest of 10. Five are natural born, five are adopted from China. And so there's 10 of us all together. So Christmas time, it would be so many gifts and usually chaos. And my dad wasn't really a fan of Santa Claus. He used to call him Satan Claus <laughs> because of the pagan roots of who Santa Right, right. But at the same time, he would still want to, you know, entertain the kids and stuff. So he would dress up as Santa. And he enjoyed doing that. And he loved to make himself look fat. So he would stuff cushions for his belly and in his back and he'd make himself look big and fat. And uh, oh gosh, I remember him in front of the mirror doing a little dance before he went out and then he'd go out and give all the kids gifts. And that's how all of us figured out, hang on, that's not Santa Claus. That's you, dad. I remember my brother saying it one year and my dad just laughed. But it was, I mean, even one year we, we were with my aunt and uncle and like two family, two big families came together and my dad dressed up as Santa Claus. My uncle Neville was an elf. And what was the other one? It was the elf. He was elf and they, and they I don't know why they did an elf, but I guess that whatever costumes they could get, they just wanted to, mm -hmm. all of us kids were little and they knew the children were little and they just, mm -hmm. they really um, uh, wanted to just encourage that excitement of Christmas time, but they never forgot to tell us, listen, this is not about presents. This is not about material things. We are celebrating the birth of Jesus. And that was a big deal for our family. So that was always a, a huge part of it. So every year we would all come together. Everybody would cook. And, and as we would get older, us older kids would have the thing that we would cook. Like I would make the candied yams. And, you know, my mom would make the roast beef. And so there were things we would eat. And some of them were transplants from South Africa, South African recipes, which mainly are like, British recipes. Mm -hmm. South Africa was a British colony, so there's a huge British influence there. Um, and so Christmas time was just always a joy. And my dad was so generous. I mean, he would just be a presence for everybody. Just he loved to give. And so um, you know, so we keep that up now. And and because uh, we still have the big family, and mm -hmm. uh, I've got kids, and my my brother has kids. So his grandkids are running around. And, um, you know, it, it, it's sad for us that dad's not there, but it also is a time for us to come together and do all the things that he used to love um, doing with us and remembering him that way. And now that 
some time has passed, uh, it's a lot, you find that it's a lot easier. It never goes away. And the sadness of losing somebody never goes away, especially in the holidays. I know a lot of people are watching me right now and you're thinking about the people you've lost. Well, we understand that too. But, um, you know, those people wouldn't want you to be sad forever. I know my dad wouldn't want that. And um, so we, we try to sort of fight the sadness by bringing just more joy and being grateful uh, um, for Jesus. That's his birthday. And that's what, you know, it doesn't matter what date, what falls on, and maybe it was a pagan day. It doesn't matter. We're taking this time to recognize him and uh, his name. And it's just, it grieves me so much that they want to take the Christ, the Christ out of Christmas and put the X. I can't stand that. Yes. Um, and really that's a, sort of a testament to what's been happening. And so much of what my dad prophesied about with, with um, what would happen to Christians and the animosity uh, which is very unfair toward Christians. And that's mm-hmm. the thing we, we, uh, we make sure we always say Christmas. It's, it's Christ. It's his birth. And that, that was the number one thing he taught us about Christmas. We, you never forget what this is really about, the reason for the season. Um, it's not Satan Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and did, did, I'm sure your dad was on the piano, like playing Christmas music and singing. And... This is his piano behind me. Uh, that was a huge part, constantly music. And it would be nothing planned. Just he'd walk over to the piano and you'd just hear him. And we were so used to it because he did that all every day. At some point in the day, he'd sit down there and play something. But definitely the Christmas carols because he could play anything. And so, he would, you know, we would be able to put in requests, Dad, play this, play that. <laughs> or he would have children, whatever kids were around, at the piano with him and he'd be teaching them how to play the little songs. This is how you do jingle bells and everybody would be singing, whoever could sing or even couldn't. I can't sing. I'm terrible. Um, But we all sang anyway. (laughs) Uh, Definitely music and laughter and giving and celebration and family and good food. And we know everybody, we, especially the years as the years go by and every year has gotten crazier and crazier. It's a good time to refresh to, re- to reflect on your year, to look at your family, to be with each other and say the things you need to say. Um, and I know there's a lot of forgiveness that needs to happen after everything that happened with COVID and those vaccines and so many families were divided that you see that the enemy is so cunning um, and even nowadays so brazen as well in the, uh, in the, device of, the divisiveness. I see it in the, in the church a lot. Yeah. Uh, the, the the enemies division is the theme, and so it goes from dividing American people, dividing the West, dividing religious people. That weakens us as a whole. And so, yeah. the, you know, the, the enemy has plans, but we've got bad news for him because God also has plans. <laughs> and and I, <laughs> that's right. And you know, with your dad being, you know, I know you miss him, and you know, you think about him during the the holidays and stuff, and I'm sure way more than that. But a lot of people I've heard say this. I just want to get your take on this as as someone whose dad was so influential. Is they feel like when they lose someone like that in the family, like they almost call it the core of the family. You know, they see a big split in their family and it's they always have that brokenness because they lost someone that was almost like the core so for for someone who's dealing with that like my dad was the core and then once he passed on now I don't even really get to celebrate 
Christmas what with, with my family. What would you say to, to those people to encourage them to kind of get back together and don't let that separate ev- all the traditions and all the fun and all the joy? So much of tradition has been broken down over uh, recently. You know, there's so many things that are being abandoned, everything from our founding fathers and statues and books. I just want to forget everything. That is the worst thing you can do, especially if there's grief and loss, because that's the thing. I hear what you're saying about that core, the pillar of the family was definitely my dad. But the good thing that we have is it was my dad and my mom. So my mom keeps that going. But another thing that happened, though, was my dad passed away. And so did my grandmother who was my mother's mother, not my dad's mother, but my mother's mother. But she was mm-hmm. integral in his ministry and, and supporting mm-hmm. him um, uh, and my mother as they as they traveled the world and my dad was doing difficult things. My grandmother was just this core, like you said, yeah. a pillar. And she died 50 days after my dad. So for my mom, that was a really oh. difficult time because she mm-hmm. lost my dad, she lost her husband and uh, her mom. And those two people were the, were that, you know, my grandmother did the cooking and, and bringing the family together. She was the mother, grandmother, you know, and then my dad being my dad. And so that was a very difficult thing for us. But one thing we did was try to make sure to hold on to as much of that as possible, because it is comforting. You know, that first Christmas is very difficult. I mean, if you don't even see each other, that's probably not that first year is hard, but Mm -hmm. afterwards, you know, because it's not just about having a celebration about something. It's about the family. Yeah. And the, that has been disrupted so much in in all, in all of the world. We can say in America because everybody watches America, but everywhere, especially the West, something that was, it holds up a society when you have good, strong families and mom and dad are raising. Right. Yeah. You can't always have that. People, people die. And, mm-hmm. and then if, you know, alone with just the children. That right. Especially if you have good memories of that time of year, it's very important to don't shun it because it might hurt at first. But with grief, the only way out is through. Mm. And also, if you look at what right. we're going through now, you go through yes. the shadow of the valley, the, the valley of the shadow. I'm saying it all wrong. But you know what I mean? But you have to go through. Yes. And mm-hmm. to, there's no running away or hiding because you're just going to stay in that shadow. That's good. Yourself through it. And part of that is remembering the good things. You'll feel sad. You'll cry. It will be painful. Sometimes, gosh, especially in the beginning, but even now it happens. I'll remember something and the pain will just take my breath. I just can't even breathe. It hurts so much. But it's better to let yourself feel that because they're worth it. I would say to myself, oh, this is so terrible. And I would think, but he was worth it. He was worth me being this sad for him because he was that great. And I'm not going to let him be forgotten. And so that too goes back to, to, to like I was saying, the family. Like we mm-hmm. need as much as we can to restore that, uh, to restore that because it, it, if you look everywhere in society where the family is broken down is where you see the most suffering, the most crime, the most confusion and deception and, and people in poverty because, yeah. and it's not about money, I'm not talking about just monetary poverty. It's it's mm-hmm. really disrupted that we don't even know. We we know, but uh, people don't even know what a man and a woman is anymore. So now you can't even say what a family is. So that is a deliberate thing. I believe a deliberate thing being done. Yeah, and it's been going on for a long time. And so one way to counter that, and also to deal with grief and loss, 
is mm-hmm. to come together, talk about that person, remember that person, do the things they loved. You know, we will put my dad's music on. It's hard. My brothers couldn't hear, listen to my dad for years, but finally mm-hmm. to where we can put on his Christmas album, listen to that and celebrate his life as a family and know that we're not separated forever. Yes. That we'll be together again. And that they are in the cloud of witnesses, meaning they're witnessing and they're, they're seeing. We're not to communicate with the dead, but they're with you. They're allowed to watch you. And, and that is a very comforting thing for me. Yes. I've had people tell me about my dad that it's just a veil. It's not what you think it is. They're not far away from you. Mm. They're just on the other side there and they can see you and, and make them proud, you know, make them proud. And yes. so that's how I try to deal with the holidays and I try to remember what did my dad do for me? I'm going to do that for my kids. I'm going to remember, I'm going to make sure they remember Jesus is the reason for the season. Yes. Not Santa Claus. <laughs> Even though it's fun to do that with little kids, you know, Santa's coming and we'll leave the cookies and we'll put the presents. And those mm-hmm. are very ancient traditions. Some of those uh, uh, go far, far back into the Druidic times and things like that. So it is pagan and, and a lot of it is pagan, but um, I think I think that just having a tree and giving some gifts, I don't think you need to be worried. Just pray over your family, you know, and, <laughs> but it, it it does bring that together. And I mean, the whole Santa Claus thing was a commercialization thing. It was for marketing and making money. The Santa. Right. right. But children do love it. And so uh, when they're little. You know, we just we just go along with the Santa thing and, and we, we just make sure as they grow that they understand what does this really mean? Yes. Right? And as long as they do, then they'll be all right. But it's, yes. it's our favorite time of year, Christmas. I'm so excited. I'm putting my tree up today when I'm finished with you. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I'm sure you need to post on social media. I will. <laughs> we can see it. I Twitter, so you're going to have to go to my Twitter. It's not okay. even called that anymore. It's X. Oh yeah, that's right. I always forget that that it's not called Twitter anymore. Go to her ex, and you'll see her her tree later this evening. Okay, Donne, we're gonna talk a little bit about words that your um, dad gave, and it's kind of linking from the last time you were on. So, why don't you take us back a little bit the last time you were on? Talk about Israel, and then go from there of how you thought about all of this, and so on and so forth. Go ahead. So, yes, the last time, if you guys remember, the last time I was on. I was playing some prophecies about Israel and I had done a search and I just searched because we have a database on our website and on our app. So anybody uh, who want, who's interested, you can go to the House of Destiny website or on our app and there's a prophecy database in there and you can do a keyword. search. this is how much we recorded of my dad's prophecies over 30 plus years. We have most of everything he, he prophesied transcribed. So you can do a keyword search and it'll pull up anytime he said that particular word. So Mm -hmm. he said, uh, so I pulled, I searched Israel after October 7th and everything that happened over there. And there were some incredible prophecies. There were 266 different days that he prophesied about Israel. And so there was a, that's why I've just been releasing those every Monday, excuse me, every Monday on prophetic rewind, which is Mm -hmm. uh, a show that I've been doing now for eight, seven, seven years. And, um, it's just, I, I go back and I find, because we have so much footage of my dad that I go back and I find stuff and share it every Monday. And then everybody can just have a look. And sometimes I don't know what it means, but I know he prophesied about it and I know you guys need to see, so I'll, I'll put it up. And so what I had done was I had searched Israel, found all those prophecies, decided to start just posting about Israel, especially when I'm seeing young kids shouting from the river to the sea, 
uh, and, and supporting Hamas on the streets of America. I never thought I would see that. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And so, you know, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm putting these prophecies out, everything he prophesied about Israel, because you can see the accuracy. So last time I was on, I brought you guys two, which were um, in, was it Mar- March? Yes, March, no? Yes, March of, I've got it in front of me. I can just look, of 2014 and March of 2015. On both of those dates, which were almost exactly a year apart, while he's prophesying about Israel and mm-hmm. Russia and Iran and all these things that we're seeing now that didn't make sense then, yeah. um, in the middle of that, he prophesied about the Malaysian jet. Mm. It was a big fuss because, you know, that jet disappeared like that. And it was so strange. And, you know, how does a jet full of passengers just vanish? Right. And so he, he, I went back and did a search again because I noticed he talked about the Malaysian jet. And I saw something come up in the news about it. And so over the years, I always look. I've watched documentaries or any updates or news on that particular jet because of how much he prophesied about it in the middle of prophesying about all these other things. So it's very interesting the way prophecy worked, particularly through him, but it's like this with everybody uh, in their own unique way is Mm -hmm. how it starts to tie together like that. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm looking at Israel, but here's this Malaysian jet information. And I didn't think about it last month when I was with you guys because nothing had come up. But as I went, through the month. I do a show every Sunday called Code Breakers Live. And I go live on YouTube, Rumble, and X on the Kim Clement ones. And uh, I I have it so that I can pull my screen up and mm-hmm. play prophecies. And then I've got the chat open and we can talk about it. So I'm hearing about this Malaysian jet and people start tagging me saying, your dad, your dad, the Malaysian jet. And what was going on with the Malaysian jet now? And I'm thinking, that's pretty remarkable that just that he prophesied about it and that thing is still in the news. And, you know, we heard it was a terrorist thing. Mm-hmm. That the guy, they thought that the guy flew the plane out into the middle of the ocean and once it ran out of gas, let it crash with all the people in it. And I think they said he'd killed them all before. But they were just guessing. Nobody really knew anything. So this video surfaces. And the, in the video, a lot of people watching this right now probably have seen this. And when I first saw it, I thought, oh, it's fake video. It's just fake. It's nothing. But I looked at it because people were sending it to me. And you see mm-hmm. this plane. And they've got two satellite, two satellites. So they're up in the sky apart from each other. So I don't know how far, but not far from each other. And they were both capturing video footage of that plane in the video. And then you have another source, which is a drone. And that is a heat sensor thing on the cameras. You can see anywhere the hot, it goes red or whatever. So that was on it as well. So these videos pop up. Someone whistleblower or somebody's put them out there that mm-hmm. access to them and you see the plane flying through the sky and then you see these little round balls spinning around it and then the plane just vanishes and there's a huge heat thing and it vanishes so that's pretty wild my first instinct is that it's fake somebody's fake this so i start i just was keeping my eye on it because now i'm tagged on twitter on x with it mm-hmm. so i'm seeing the post seeing the posts so I start to look, and next thing you know, Kim.com, who is a hacker, mm-hmm. uh, uh, he had a, 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 some kind of a website where he was, uh, I forget what you call it, when they give, it's free movies and free music and things, but people are 
pirating? Is it something like that? He did something like that, got himself into trouble. But he's mm-hmm. uh, not a Christian, but I do follow him just for information uh, because mm-hmm. he's a Bible when it comes to tech stuff, especially computer and internet and hacking and those things. He's very reliable with that. And so he started talking about this, which that, that got my attention. So I'm looking. Yeah. And he'd offered, he could not find it being faked. And they had uh, some uh, professional scientists and people who understand physics look at it and they're saying it would be impossible to create this uh, as a fake, especially back because it's dated 2014. It's dated on the. Wow. And you see this thing disappear. So I'm thinking, what in the heck? I can see why my dad would have prophesied about this. But what is going on here? Mm-hmm. And so following it, and they started to, then they started to say, okay, we are offering a reward for anybody who can prove this is fake. We want you to prove that we're wrong and we're going to give you $100,000 if you can. So somebody put up $100,000. People started adding money to the pot. They still have not debunked it as of today. And so I'm watching it. Oh. But I wanted to read for you a few things. I, I didn't bring videos today because it's too much stuff. But you can watch him prophesying these things. Now, last time I was on, I played a little bit of it for you guys. Uh, but it's very long. And so we wouldn't have had time today. So I want you to go to the Kim Clement YouTube channel or the Rumble channel. Or you can just look in the description here. Is that, that's right, Kelsey. They can look, mm-hmm. in, the, look in the description uh, here in this video and there'll be links and you can go there and watch these prophecies and I'm going to keep releasing more because I found some more and I ha- there's some things in there I haven't put up yet that I will be uh, because there was a number of dates. He, I thought it was only two, but when I did a search, he kept talking about it in connection with terrorism. Mm. And so while he's prophesying about Israel in which he saw what was going to happen uh, on October 7th, he actually on October 7th of 2013, so I think it was exactly 10 years, he was in Israel on October 7th, prophesying. Mm -hmm. And so it was very, very accurate what he was saying about Israel and then tied in, in the middle of it, why is he bringing up the jet in the middle of the prophecy? It was so strange. So this this now really has my attention, not because I'm just going to buy into some conspiracy theory about possibly they're making portals. <laughs> it sounds so wild, but I, I keep thinking, but you know, what is it really? I, I have to keep my eye on it. So I went and I did a search and uh, I did that, the, the search on the, on the prophecy database and I mm-hmm. put Malaysian, that's all I put in and a bunch of dates came up. So it was more than two and I didn't realize. And on March 17th of 2014, he posted on Facebook. So it was before he ever had prophesied anything. He did a Facebook post. And this is what he said. Um, he said, having found time to pray about the Malaysian Airlines disappearance, and he put it in cap- caption. I sensed this. Israel, 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 be on your guard. It was characteristics of, characteristic of the rise of the Nazi movement in Germany and of the communist movements in Europe after 1930 that they recruited their members from this mass of apparently indifferent people whom all other parties had given up as too apathetic or too stupid for their attention. The result was that the majority of their membership consisted of people who had never before appeared on the political scene. This permitted the introduction of entirely new methods 
into political propaganda and indifference to the arguments of the opponents. Since being in Ukraine, how incredible he's in Ukraine, I'm fully persuaded, here it is, that Russia is married to Iran and President Obama is not aware of the consequences of the strong division in this country. This division could be the cause of the collapse of our country. I personally don't see that because America is resilient. So I continue praying for all of you. So that's what he posted. Wow. So he's, again, you see him talking about Israel, Israel, Israel. Then he's Mm -hmm. saying Russia and Iran. Now we didn't, that wasn't a thing then. Uh, He prophesied Russia will join their hands with Iran and Syria and many other nations and they to strike against the Jews and to strike against this Christian nation. And that he, this is, he's prophesying these things now. You must remember 2013, 2014 is a long time ago. Yeah. We have to remember where were we back then, not where we are now. We didn't, he didn't know. He couldn't have put on the news or watched a documentary or gone on social media and found information on this. This was, and this is typical of how he prophesied. It would be just, at the time you're hearing it, you're like, what are you saying? That doesn't make sense. Like, what do you mean? And my mother used to get so stressed. I'm like, Kim, don't be too bold. You know, she'd get stressed. But man, he was so right on in a way that he, yes, never, he is. never have orchestrated that. He could never have guessed. This is right. God spoke through him. It wasn't even him. as great as my dad was. That came from God. It didn't come from my dad. It came through my dad, because which is what the prophetic is. And yes. so you see, I see him prophesying about this stuff. Again, on March 18th of 2014, he said, I was praying this morning for the Malaysian Airlines saying, okay, I'm here, I'm a prophet. And what happened to prophets like Elisha that could tell the king where the enemy was so that he could avoid unnecessary attack? And immediately the presence of God came upon me in a big way, in a huge way. And suddenly I was hovering over India. Mm-hmm. And he looked to the northwest of India. And I didn't realize that that is close to Pakistan and that region. And he said, now, this is God speaking to my dad. Now I need you to pray for wisdom on how to speak my word regarding this new level of terrorism that has come forth with another group, not just Taliban. This, this is something else. Mm-hmm. So now you're starting to see a terror organization that is tied with Islam, but it is not just Islamic. And so as you can see this, See what's happening here. This Malaysian mm-hmm. story is carrying us around to look at all these other things that we now in 2023 see going on. We know Russia has joined their hands with Iran. And something else that people should be aware of about in Russia is that there is a man named Alexander Dugan. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm going to share with you now is not coming from my dad's prophecies. This is my experience. So I... I heard his name in mm-hmm. the, and immediately in my spirit, God said to me, Alexander Dugan is Putin's Rasputin. Mm. What that meant. I'm like, who's Rasputin again? I know the name. I couldn't think. And then I realized Rasputin was the prophet that was around the last czars in Russia. So the last, the very last monarchical system that was taken down in Russia. And they were murdered just most terribly, that family. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but they had a prophet who was with them who said he actually he was, he was accurate. He, wasn't, he was a Christian, but I don't know about him. I'm not sure. But he mm-hmm. was prophesying accurately to them, and their son was healed. Now, I've heard oh. 
a lot of bad things that were said about him. Who knows? It was a long time ago. But mm -hmm. God said to me, Alexander Dugan is Putin's Rasputin. I mean, it's rhymes too. That's all I've got. I wouldn't figure right. And mm -hmm. God did that. And so then I started to look into, well, who is Alexander Dugan? And I'm not going to do this justice, but I recommend uh, to go to Glenn Beck uh -huh. and watch the special he did about Alexander Dugan. I believe it was last Wednesday or maybe two weeks ago. So if you follow Glenn Beck, go and have a look at what he, he's talking about Israel, but he, he brings up, and it's so prophetic, of, of Glenn Beck. God's doing something there with Glenn Beck. I agree. Uh, seriously, he is. Uh, and Glenn Beck has been right on the money, and he informed me. I was sat there and watched, and he was talking about Alexander Dugan and how over there they're looking at the eschatology, and they're trying. They believe we are the Antichrist, and they are trying to actually force these end time prophecies to come to pass because they have their own perception of it over there. And then I remember my dad prophesying about Putin, shouting, mm -hmm. shouting, shouting about Putin, not good. And he was saying, uh, Putin, you call yourself a czar. Mm -hmm. So how interesting, my dad prophesied, this is years ago now. This is more than a decade ago. My dad's not even alive anymore. But now here's Alexander Dugan and Glenn Beck, who knows nothing about my dad, I don't know. We don't know Glenn. I've never met him. He doesn't, as far as I know, he doesn't know anything about my dad. Although he does, he is interested in the prophetic, so maybe he does. But he was did a whole thing on Alexander Dugan that, again, I'm not going to be able to do justice what he did. It would take an hour. But watch that so mm -hmm. that you understand that there's a much bigger picture here. There's a much bigger thing going on here than just a conflict between Israel and Hamas. Or, or, or separately, Ukraine and Russia. It is all tied together. And one thing that my dad saw was the rise and fall of a fourth Reich. He prophesied it the mm. first time from the Netherlands. And, and we've seen who just got elected in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. In the Netherlands, they just elected that guy. Uh, or he's running maybe with the blonde hair. And he looks like Trump. And he's also wanting to get rid of corruption and sort things out. I don't know a lot about him, but I saw that. And I remembered my dad was prophesying about, about the rise of a Fourth Reich, but he was talking mm -hmm. about how it never was really dealt with properly after World War II. He saw the fall of the UN. He said that the UN is a stench to God's nostrils. It is not going to exist anymore. The only thing that will exist is that God is going to take care of the refugees. Mm. So immigrants who are genuinely seeking asylum, real asylum, um, uh, uh, not a bunch of military-aged men running across our border. Now, there are families there too, and, and that's what people need to remember is that God has not forgotten about them. And, 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 and really the issue there with immigration, that's going to take some reforming of that whole system and, and fixing it. But my dad was seeing that all of, a lot of these would be, would be dismantled and, and then something new would come. Mm. And, so, and in the middle of the here we are with this, with this Malaysian jet, which is, again, it's so strange, but this is how God works. So then the one I played for you guys last time was on March 20th of 2014. And I'll read a little bit of it to you now. Because in the beginning, my dad's saying, long before time began, long before time began, this day was spoken of, which shows you how important this, this time period we're in. Is. Powers and principalities spoke of this day, where he mm -hmm. would take the nations of the earth and shake them where he had planned that his people, God's peace, talking about God, would shake from fear. And even now you watch in fear 
Why are my people afraid? For you have no understanding of what the enemy is doing. And then he goes this about Snowden, who I believe is Julian Assange at this stage. I think Julian Assange is the Snowden my dad prophesied about, but he said, Snowden, you were a puppet in the hands of God. For America suddenly lost its security. Suddenly you weren't as strong, as insightful as you thought. This incident, this tragedy with Malaysian Airlines has brought this nation to a place of fear. We don't know. You're not supposed to know. This is my dad shouting. You're not supposed to know. We don't know. You're not supposed to know. Russia. Now he lists countries. Russia, Ukraine. Remember, this is 2014, March of 2000. So my dawn had just happened in Ukraine. And my dad was prophesying about Ukraine beforehand as well. That was incredible. Um, but he says, Russia, Ukraine, Poland, Germany, Estonia. So mm-hmm. those are very specific countries. Mm-hmm. So I, I continue to watch them a, as well. You shall be the troublemaker. You shall rat, rattle Putin, who calls him, claims himself as a czar, to bring back a system of control and pain and suppression. Mm-hmm. And God says, I laugh at you for all the nations stand before me now without intelligence, without understanding. They know nothing. Where is your radar? Where is your intelligent intelligence? Why can you not find the coffin on wheels? Why can you not do it? For I have shown the entire earth you know nothing. And therefore, a new group of terrorists are emerging. They are not related to the Taliban. They have one focus in mind. It's to take the youth and cause them to do what you assume has been done with this jet. So this is just beginning, says the Lord. They They will train pilots and have trained pilots to plunge, to attack, to steal, and then to crawl into Israel and destroy my people. This shall not happen, says the Lord. For once again, I will show you I am the God of the earth. I am the Lord of the universe. Mm, amen. So that little section right there, and I, this is what I played for you guys last time. We were looking at the Israel side. Mm-hmm. It comes up again, this terror organization. And so he went on, and I'm going to just have a look here to see because I may not need to read this next part. No, no, I do. Okay. So he says, hear me now. You have gathered together. So what happened to the jet? Is that what really matters? But the Spirit of God says, I will surprise you and show you. For as I raised my prophetic voice above the northwest of India, it was because of mischievousness, anger, and grief. A new territorial spirit has arisen and has fouled the nations of the earth, has fooled the nations of the earth. And God says it will continue. And they shall say, this has given us an idea, steel jets. And your intelligence says it will never happen since we've implemented the security since 2011. And then God is now responding through my dad. So, so my dad is, he's prophesying. Ha, and what you've done, says the Lord, is you have ignored your reliance on the king of life itself, the Lord your God. Now you're at my mercy, says the Lord. Search as much as you wish, for it shall come to pass that I will expose. For Russia has joined its hands with Iran, Syria, and is gathering as many other nations as possible to come and strike against. I just quoted that to you. Yeah. To strike against the Jews and to strike against this Christian nation. So that's the enemy's plan. There's my dad revealing it. You have the Malaysian jet in the middle of it. Yes. And it seems like sort of a, like a marker. Because mm-hmm. he, he didn't, he never says, my dad never would put a date to things. And I think there's a reason why. I think that with prophecy, sometimes uh, it'll be contingent upon our choices. So in other words, everybody in the whole world has made all the choices they've made up until that point, And then a prophecy comes out because Because those choices are made, now certain things are sealed in the future. 
And so sometimes I think it, this is my observing only, but mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. to me to work. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. So he's seeing a terrorist organization. So here's another thing he sees. He says, there are colors that I see, a maroon color and a diamond, a triangle. This group has already clothed themselves. And there's a man that has stood within them who said, we will cripple the nations. Did he not say it before? Did he not say it before the creation of man? So you know who's, who's controlling the person he's prophesying about. I will exalt myself above the stars of God. I will exalt myself upon the mount of the congregation of the north. I will be as the most high God, El Elyon, the possessor of heaven and earth. So we know what that means. And yep. we know that that is the spirit that is governing people like the World Economic Forum, which are part of that fourth Reich. Yeah. And look at that globalist agenda. It's all tied in with, I mean, how many times have we heard Nazi, Nazi, Nazi thrown at us when we're not Nazis? It's so ridiculous. Anytime you ignore, you, 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 you disagree with someone. I mean, just in, in Donald Trump's trial thing yesterday, it wasn't, no, it wasn't Donald Trump's trial. It was something else. All they could talk about was Donald Trump being a Nazi and Hitler. I was listening to it on the radio thinking, these people just, calling him a Nazi. And so mm-hmm. it sort of weakened the meaning of that word too. And it, it doesn't mean what it did anymore, which is very confusing too. So there's a very deep deception going on here. And yes. the beautiful thing that I have here with these prophecies is there's a guide in here. In this very confusing time, we mm-hmm. have a guide. God has done this. So what are we seeing? I don't understand all of it yet, but that's what the code breaking is for because we come together every Sunday. I have the show, we come together and we look at the stuff and I can interact with people and they can email me. And so all of us are coming together and looking together because I could mm-hmm. be here. There's only so much I can see from my standpoint, but if you're standing over there, you might see things that I can't see. And that's the importance of us coming together. That's why when two or more are gathered in his name, he's in the midst of them because there's something so powerful in the unity of human beings. And, and you know, all of these, the, the people around you, anybody, anybody um, you watching on the TV, you go, they make you feel weak, like mm-hmm. you need to be protected, like you need to be afraid. It's uh, the world's ending. You've got to be afraid. We're going to protect you. That, that's something I can, I know God is upset about. And one thing my dad kept, kept prophesying about was not to be afraid hmm. fear your enemy will know it and so everything around us tells us oh you're terrible you're bad you're weak be scared you need to be protected the opposite is true of us and if this is what the devil is afraid of he is afraid that we will understand how powerful we are and how much more powerful we, we are than him and so in doing so, that's why the call for unity is so important. That's why you see this that has happened with Trump. And you see that the counter to this is extraordinary division, division, division beyond comprehension. But the, what God's plan is, is a, 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 a coming together of his people. Hmm. The ecclesia is what my dad, he's not the only one who called it that, but dad liked to say the ecclesia the Christ people, the people of Christ. He didn't want to assign a denomination or whether or not you're Catholic or any of those things to it. None of that matters anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, 
At this stage, we are in a battle. We're at war. This is spiritual warfare. The coming together, if we can come together, we don't actually realize how much power we have together in him. Yeah. That, we, that all of these corrupt leaders all over the world, these Klaus Schwab's and these Putin's and these uh, whoever, um, you know, that they, they, they understand the power of the people being united. Mm -hmm. You saw on January 6th, everybody freak out because they saw how many people, how many Americans showed up there at the Capitol that day. And those people didn't show up to cause any trouble. Mm -hmm. You get a million people together, you're going to have people act up. You know, you're going to have stuff that happened. And of course we know what was going on, the setup and the people who were in there igniting or whatever. And we know how many lies have been told and we know bad things happened, but that really frightened all those corrupt politicians up there. And they have, if you see the way they have framed this, the way have they have treated people, grandmothers who just walked through the cabin, didn't even go in, they were just standing outside, tracking these people down. Uh, there's no no lawyer, no 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 legal, like what no, normally people would get. They, they get no trial. They're just locked in solitary confinement. That's because they're afraid because they know how powerful we are. And we don't need violence, no violence. Violence is the last thing we need. I, 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 it, that's how the devil works again. Mm-hmm. No violence, physical. This is the flesh. Right. What God needs us to do is to tap into that eternal side of us because that is much more powerful. We don't need to be mm-hmm. banging ourselves over each, each other over the head over things. But there is a right. strength in that stand to say no. Yes. No. You cheated and we want accountability. It doesn't mean tribunals or people getting hung. Forget all that. We want you to answer the question. It looked like fraud to us and we need you to investigate it. That's what that mm-hmm. was. And it frightened them. It frightened the people who were corrupt and who were doing things wrong. And you, we've seen the reaction to that. So we must understand we have more power. But the only way it's ever going to be right is through Christ. And so I, I just throw that in there. Sorry, but off of my tangent, but I had to make sure I got that out because that's no matter what we look at here, that's what we're coming back to is the yeah. need for that unity. My dad saw scales removed from eyes and there were thousands and thousands of, in this vision, thousands of people behind him. He said, shaped in the form of an arrow. He said, when I raised my hands, they raised their hands. When I shouted, they shouted. They were one, one party of people. And mm-hmm. in the midst of them, he saw this David who was in the midst of them. And it was, it's the spirit of King David. And if you understand the story of David, then you understand why that would be the story now. And so you look at these prophecies and why this and why that. And again, my dad couldn't have, man, he couldn't have planned. You know, it's so, it's so. No, no way. That God is, <laughs> God is real. He cares. He has a plan. He's not leaving us alone. And, and anybody who yeah. does fallen or suffered or, or or had anything i'm telling you he grabbed them right into his arms those children that were killed in israel on october 7th the families the things that were done to them you know you you wonder well why does these things happen he, god has cannot god can only do to, like we have to choose otherwise it's not right you know so he can intervene mm-hmm. at all there's so much to it that you know we say well why why was this allowed to happen well you know, he can't affect one person's choice and not another's because then he's not. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, we have so much fear about death, but I think we understand that, um, you know, if, if you're a Christian, then you understand that there's more to this, that this is just, this is just a, just a little blip in time that you're alive on this earth, but you are an eternal soul. Yes. And every single one of you matter. You're made unique for a reason. Otherwise, he would have made us all the same. Yes. Made each unique for a reason. And we need to be able to come together in this time more than anything else. I recently went uh, to this past Saturday. There was a flat earth debate <laughs> at Global Vision, which is my church and my pastor is Greg Locke. And, and uh, you know, he had a bit of a dispute with another pastor who uh, very firmly believes that the earth is flat. And uh, of course, Greg Locke at Global Vision I laughed so hard because the name of his church is Global Vision. Um, <laughs> it wasn't having it anymore. But what I I went and I, I watched it, and you know it got mm-hmm. there, and then you know I, um, it, it doesn't make a difference to me whether the Earth is flat or not. I think we have much more serious things to worry about. Uh, but I do think there is a spirit driving these things, and it's a spirit of division. There's a spirit. Mm-hmm. In the church, and we really need to watch out for that this year. Not to be divided, not to allow ourselves to be divided. Because when we're divided, we're weakened. We have to forgive each other. Jesus said that, and I know people throw that one around a lot, and it's just the most common one about you know forgiving and uh, everything. But it is very important as Christians that we function that way, so that we can see clearly. Because you don't want to be seeing seeing things out of a lens that's you know glazed over with vengeance, mm-hmm. with anger or pain. You're not going to see clearly then. Um, and so that's why the forgiveness is for you. So you can see. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there's a definitely, and the thing about uh, Greg Locke as well is he is anointed in um, deliverance. And mm-hmm. I see both prophecy and deliverance as being things that are sort of avoided because it's a little bit weird, honestly, <laughs> uh, especially if you haven't grown up in this an environment or an env- evangelical environment where maybe you had the prophetic in your church or a lot of people didn't. So they hear this, like the Trump family, they heard my dad prophesy about them all that time in advance. They didn't know what to think. Like, <laughs> Eric Trump said, well, my dad didn't even know he was going to run in 2007. How did your dad know what my dad <laughs> <laughs> So that, God knew. But God knew. And of course, Eric understands that now, but um, uh, you know, that it's, it's very important that we un- you know, we have a look at those things. Don't just reject them and, and, and throw them to the side um, because we, none of us know everything. None of us have it all figured out. No denomination has, uh, um, you know, figured everything out. We don't know everything. We are not God. Even my dad, you yeah. know, God showed him what he was meant to see. He didn't see everything. Although right. I feel like he did see everything. <laughs> <laughs> In bits and pieces. The one thing I want to say, though, about the Malaysian jet is what we've been looking at. You have, you have the World Economic Forum. Uh, and you have CERN, mm-hmm. so you have CERN facility, the, the particle collider. Where they've put that is very interesting, and you can hear from Clay Clark in detail about the location of CERN. Go to Clay Clark's Thrive Time and have a look at that. But uh, all of those things, what's come out of it was something very interesting, and this is the part I wanted to tell you guys the most before we run out of time, is that I looked at that video of the Malaysian jet, and I saw it disappearing. And so far, no one's proved it to be wrong. Now, I'm not a, I will look at a conspiracy theory, but mm-hmm. I, I don't like to go too far down rabbit holes. It can get dangerous. Mm-hmm. But I had a look and I saw the video and everybody was showing me. So I went and I started looking around and Alistair Crowley popped up. 
Now, Aleister Crowley was a Satanist. He was a Christian who completely turned his back on God. All the wicker that you see nowadays and the spells that people do, he did all that. He wrote all that late 1800s. And there's a story about him, uh, which I found so interesting. Can you see if you can pull up a picture of that thing, the drawing he did? I'm going to show you guys a drawing. I should have sent it to you. So Aleister Crowley was a well-known, like, the, you know. He the was big, like the founder of Satanism, founder, basically. He was like the founder of the, the modern Luciferian satanic movement. Now, my dad prophesied, uh, what was the other guy's name? The other, what was his name? I can't remember his um, name. Uh, but my dad prophesied his Anton death. Anton LaVey. Okay, thank you. Dad prophesied his death one year to the day before he died. One year. Really? Day on the one year anniversary of my dad prophesying he would die, he died. Oh. And we had Satanists following us around. They were, this was in the, in the 90s. Yeah, it was the 90s. And we were staying in a hotel and there were, they were taking pictures of us. We didn't know going mm -hmm. from room in the hotel, walking down to go eat. And they left those pictures on my dad's bed inside his hotel room. So when we got back from dinner and he went into his room, there were pictures of us there. And this wasn't, this, this was developed photographs. It wasn't, there were no cell phones with right. cameras back then. And so as a child, I remember these people harassed. They did not like my dad because of that, because of that Anton LaVey prophecy. But Aleister Crowley, apparently in New York, in the early 1900s, claims to have opened a portal and let in a being who he named Lamb, spelt L-A-M. Mm. And this is what it looked like. Aleister Crowley drew that in the early 1900s after he opened the portal, whatever spells, incantations, there's a song, there's a whole thing they did, that he did in New York City, opened a portal and he drew this and he said it came out and its name was Lamb. Now, what does that look like to you? Looks an like alien. a gray alien. Yeah. Do you know that nobody saw those gray aliens before Aleister Crowley did that? So it really shows you wow. that it's demonic. Okay? People looking at aliens right now, and you think, oh, they formed on another planet. No. They are coming through. Now, look at CERN. What are they doing at CERN? They have Luciferian rituals they're doing. Before they turn this machine on, they're not colliding particles. They're doing more than that. There's something else going on here. I think that Malaysian jet is part of it. So I wanted to bring that to as many people's attention. We need to be praying about it. My dad prophesied about it. It's weird that he would prophesy. About right in the middle. Right in the middle of all this other stuff that we're seeing come to pass. And now we see this mm -hmm. video of the Malaysian jet. And maybe it is a fraud. It could be. But I went and I looked at that. God sent me there. Look at Alistair Crowley. Look at the, the because I was thinking of portals too. Right. And next thing I'm looking, and I didn't know Alistair Crowley did that. So that God sort of guided my journey here. Mm -hmm. And if this is going on, I don't think it's aliens. I think there's a technology that are that, that they that they have, the military, mm -hmm. whoever does this. And they're working with CERN. They're using demonic symbolism. If you look at CERN, the Shiva statue, the destroyer is the statue in front of that building. And I know for a fact that they do Luciferian rituals. Uh, uh, before they do stuff there, which is so strange for scientists to scream and shout at us about there's no God, there's no spirit, there's no 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 no. And then those people are doing that ritual. Like, what are you doing? It was so strange to me. I remember I first heard about that in like 2015. Mm -hmm. It sent me on this journey. And that's why I wanted to show you. I didn't get to all the prophecies, but you can do it yourself. You can go 
to the prophecy database and type in Malaysian and just read everything. And not just what he said about the Malaysian jet, but what else was he prophesying around it? Because one thing I know for certain, whatever happens with the Malaysian jet business, it's like a timestamp. It's like a little flag. Like this is the time that he was telling you to look for. This is what God wanted you to see. I would seen Russia is joining with Iran. Russia is doing those things. Putin yeah. is calling himself a czar. Go look up Alexander Duke. And uh, there's a lot of people probably already know what I'm talking about. He's got a, a weird philosophy and he has an influence on, on Putin. He's Putin's buddy. Wow. So they've got a whole other thing going on there. And I think it's very important. If God showed us this, then everybody needs to know. So I may not have all the answers to why, but I think, mm -hmm. everybody, no. So that's why I wanted to make sure to share that with you today. I do see we're kind of running out of time there, but um, I did want no, to make so good. All this. And, and you can go and look yourself. I do encourage you, especially if you're interested, if God's, you know, pulling on your heart right now, like, hey, pay attention, pay attention. Like, what's that about Pakistan? Why was he seeing that? I don't know that yet. And then anybody who has information, you can call. I mean, sorry, not call me. Don't call me. Text me. <laughs> my phone. Don't call me. Email me at codebreakers at houseofdestiny.org. And if you go on any of our social media or on our website, you will find that email address. And that goes straight to me. And you can email me information. Anybody can. We are code breaking. And God has given us a treasure trove of prophecies just through my dad alone. There's so many other prophets do. But if you just want to look at what my dad had and uh, we have the resources for you and I, I invite you, I need help. So I'm not just inviting you. I'm, I'm asking help <laughs> about the Malaysian jet, anybody, you know, like we need to come together and align ourselves that we're seeing the same. And yeah. so this technology that we're using can be used for bad but it can also be used for good. And we're going to take these weapons of the enemy and we're going to use them for good. And yes. so I am going to look at the internet and I am going to look at these different technologies and I'm going to try to see, because my dad saw cures, cures for cancer, cures for Alzheimer's. Wow. wow, wow. And, and especially the year 2027, which I don't have time to read that to you, but you can go and watch that on Prophetic Rewind. I just put up on Monday. And so if you go to the Kim Clement YouTube Rumble, or YouTube or Rumble, or you just go to our, our website, or if you have the app, you can find Prophetic Rewind. Go and watch those because I put the 2027 prophecy up. My dad was seeing healing, miraculous healing that would happen. Wow. Um, and so some kind of breakthrough is coming. Some with energy. He saw a death to debt, and he saw healing for these diseases that we've been needing cures for for so long. But God is going to provide Amen. that. And that is a promise. And I know it seems impossible. I know everything you're looking around you in your lives right now and in the world, it's, it's scary. Don't be scared. And if it looks impossible, nothing is impossible for God. We have a promise now. There's going to be cures for those diseases. And what, what the enemy has meant for evil, God is going to turn it around for good for you, whoever you are watching, for you. You're watching this for a reason right now. So come and help me. <laughs> yes. All right, Donna. Let's, I really want to hear about 2027. I know our time is almost up, but I, I hope when you come back, you can talk about that because yeah. I know I've watched a little bit of your dad and he was in the year. Didn't he say I'm in the year 2027, right? And he asked if he was going to be there. Yes. So I think that he did feel that he wasn't going to be there because he, he said, where will I be? Yes. And children you've given me to take care of because my mom and dad had adopted those children. I could see he was worried and I could see he sensed that he wasn't going to be there and he got emotional which makes me super emotional. So I hadn't been able to watch that one in a while, but we put that back up this week. I, per request, people were saying, what did he see? I want to know again. Well, he saw healing. He saw death to debt. 
Mm. He wasn't seeing terror and horror and world war. He was seeing healing. He was seeing victory. And death to death. That's impossible. How could that happen? God's got a plan. Amen. Well, Donna, why don't you pray for everyone real quick before we close today's show? And then we can share. You really shared all where people can follow you, but we'll go through those again. So just pray for everybody before we end today's show. Absolutely. Father God, we thank you so much for bringing us together this way. And we are going to use this technology for good. We are not going to let the enemy have possession of it. We are going to meet together and we are going to say your name and we are going to see all the things that you need us to see that your will be done. And so I ask you, Father, to to just erase any fear, any stress and help us, help us to see, guide us through this, guide us through this most difficult time. We know that through you, we can get that victory that you promised. And so we stand on that today and we proclaim it in your precious name. Amen. Amen. All right, Donna, how can people find you? I know we shared um, her website already. If we can put that back up um, on the screen and then you're on X <laughs> and okay. Rumble. Kim Clement, the Kim Clement page is on X. So you can, you can go to that, but then I have my own as well. And so you can search for me. It's at Donna, at Donna Petra. Yes, that's how you find me. And it's called X now, but you all know that. Um, and you can follow me there, but also go to, when you're on Twitter on X, go and search for Kim Clement Prophetic Rewind. And that's my dad's official page. And then what you're seeing right now is our uh, QR code. Not everybody likes the QR code. Some people don't like it. So you don't have to use it, but if you if you want to, it's a very easy way of getting to the link tree that will show you, uh, you know, everything about take you anywhere in the ministry you know, we, you want to go because we're a whole network we've got the website we've got an app you search house of destiny uh, there's our social media information we're on facebook and instagram i am not on facebook and instagram anymore uh, but the ministry is because we're, we're going to keep being a light in a dark place but i don't want to go there <laughs> so i i'm staying over there on twitter where elon lets, lets us speak because i get in trouble everywhere else here's our app now this is uh, again search house of destiny in whatever app store you use. And the app is just a mirror of the website. It's just easier to use on a phone. But the Prophecy Database is in there. You can watch um, all of our broadcasts in in the app. So it's all there. And there is the website, houseofdestiny.org. And that is the network that my mother and I, I mean, my mother and father and I now, um, have built over uh, many decades. And so uh, we just continue to teach people about the prophetic, show them, uh, what, what a you know New Testament modern day prophet is like. This is what he did, um, and here is what he prophesied. And uh, we have so many things through the week. So do come and have a look. I've got prophetic rewind on Mondays, on Tuesdays we've got uh, real life, real faith. On Wednesdays we have midweek church service. On Thursdays Charlie Jordan, who played bass with my dad, he has a show now. He does a podcast on Thursdays, prophetic perspectives, and on Fridays we have Israel update. And Christy Desfontaine hosts that. And we have a correspondent on the ground, Doobie Saba. And Doobie has been giving us reports from the ground in Israel. So if you don't trust the media, you don't know what to think, come to us on Fridays and you'll be able to hear from Doobie. And he'll tell you we're sponsoring. We have been before this, before anything happened with Mm -hmm. Hamas on October 7th. We have been for years sponsoring in particular one, uh, what is it called? A battalion, a kibbutz. I don't know what to call it. Uh, but a group of soldiers, we lost 18 of our guys on October 7th. Oh, wow. And uh, um, the rest of them were able to get in 
to the headquarters, the Palestinian headquarters, the Hamas headquarters in, in Gaza, and retrieve their things and get them back to their families. And so we're sponsoring them. And, and you can support Israel through us and help us with what we're doing. You know, we're just asking God, how can we help? What can we do? Um, and uh, he's really guided us and, and we're, we're making a difference there. So join us there on Fridays. And then on Saturdays, my mother does current events and she looks at the Bible and the news and she she just, she informs all of us. <laughs> she, <laughs> but you must look because it's, she's God has anointed her really for this time to study the eschatology and the Old Testament prophets and what what the big story is. And he really he yes. put that on her heart many years ago. And so it's mm-hmm. worth checking that out. And then on Sundays, I go live on the Kim Clement YouTube and Rumble pages. And we are, that's a, we just hang out. That's different. It's not really a show. We hang out. Everybody's, I, I pull it up live. I pull the computer up and we start playing prophecy. So fun. And scrolling through my Twitter and, and we, you know, we, we all come together in a lovely way after church on Sundays. That's so, so fun. That sounds like so much fun. I'd love to do that. I got it. I got to stop by one Sunday and be like, I'd love to. Three central, 3 p.m. central, because I'm in Tennessee. Uh, I go live and you can join. You can watch it afterwards, too. Awesome. Well, Donna, I just want to say one thing before we close today's show. If you haven't watched the word that you guys just released on Monday with your dad talking about being in the year 20. That is, I mean, all his words are so powerful. When I think of your dad, I think of authority and it's so powerful. And it's, I mean, you get wrapped up in the moment of him sharing anything because it's, it's so, it's fully immersive. I mean, you're right there with him when he's talking. So if you haven't seen that, go check that, that word out of him being in 2027. It's really, really powerful. And it will encourage you too. It's so encouraging, but thank you, Donna, so much for joining us. And we love you very, very much. Tell all your family, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Yes, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a great Christmas. Remember yes. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Remember Jesus. All right. We love you guys so much. Thanks for joining us today. You don't want to miss tomorrow. Steve will be on with Kat Kerr. Yay, Kat Kerr's back. We'll see you tomorrow with Kat Kerr. God bless. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.